0: Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome.
1: Hello and welcome to Goats and Dragons, the stream where Helpful Goat Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons, a game of shared storytelling where I try to kill my friends. I'm Andrew Gilbert, the benevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming, but tonight I'm your friendly neighborhood Dungeon Master. And I'm not alone. With me, as always, is the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat, Galway, playing the tiefling sorcerer Charity. Hey everybody. Adam. Playing the halfling rogue Burbage Kemp. Hi. Lena playing the Goliath barbarian Stormbringer. Hi. And Darcy playing the tiefling cleric Hakari.
2: R- Roll in with my homies.
1: <laughs> not untrue, Hakari, not untrue. Uh, let's begin tonight's episode. <laughs> of Goats and Dragons. Someone drew a carrot penis at the top of the page. I
2: don't know how to erase it. (laughs) It turned out Bad. Let's
0: go feed on. Here? You need to change it. Select do the uh, I might I don't even care enough to tell you how. <laughs> oh, it's worse. It's somehow worse. Ah!
3: The butt or boobs? <laughs> no, it's just an upside down heart without a point. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Or a sideways three.
1: Previously on Goats and Dragons. Burbage Kemp and the family saved the town of Diefield from horrible, horrifying fire invaders. Burbage Kemp got a bit more recognition for his efforts than he ever had previously in the town. And as the town and the family began to have a sigh of relief, a few legal matters needed to be brought up on Mr. Burbage Kemp these legal matters with the help of some of the family were set aside Mr. Kemp's seal that was placed on his body was lifted and he was able to leave town he also had it out with an old flame uh, Theodric Dale who's now the mayor of the town Theodric seems to be holding out hope that Burbage will one day return to him and possibly return the incredibly powerful magical item that the town had grown accustomed to, called the Bright Fang. But soon the family loaded up the supplies that they needed, bought everything they could for the return journey back to, and now I'm blanking on the name. Wistamir. Was it Wistamir? I don't think it was Wistamir. <laughs> Wait, aren't we going back to Fadero? What? Fadero? I don't think it was
4: Fadero.
0: No, we're going back.
4: We're going back to where the ice spire is. Cliffmill.
1: Cliffmill. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been a couple. It's been a couple weeks since I. Yeah, been been a hot minute. Played this. Yeah, been a hot minute. Uh, so you loaded that all that up on the on the boat now named the readied sails, uh, which has a few upgrades. Uh, since the battle in town you said your goodbyes to the people on the docks um, and it seems like Theodric somehow slipped a a note into your pocket Burbage and as you fumbled around for it you nearly dropped it in the ocean you're welcome but then uh, you read that as, as the readied sails made its way out of the tiny harbor of the town and as all of you were taking a sigh of relief, putting behind some dangers, thinking toward the dangers yet to come, Charity looked to Hakari and said, we shall need to talk more about the modifying of memories. You all are on the boat. You are heading back to Cliffville." You've celebrated just a bit. Uh, all of the halflings who are, are manning the boat uh, are very glad to see everyone return, and it's ex- very excited to have Burbage uh, on the boat then as well. And Burbage Charity had set up a small uh, room for you in the in the cargo bay um, of the ship, so so you got that all kind of set up. It's a simple room. It's just a a bed, uh, a small dresser, and a chest to keep some things um did you bring the painting with you of the very cool guy from oh God Andy <laughs> or did you leave? I forget if you left that
0: why would I've taken that painting my head. at no point at no point kind of like it or no at no point did Burbage ever even consider taking that painting um it you is it. you did take a, a book Yeah, I took a book. I took a book on the history of Fadero.
3: Yeah, Um, and it has a name we recognize in it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll have a chance to, like, talk through some of the contents of that book. Some of, uh... (laughs) Just in general, I... I don't know. I, Adam, could use a, like, just a little group chat, just catching all of us up to, like, what's going on, and where we've been, where we're going. Which is,
4: which is totally yeah. unrelated to the fact that we haven't played this in a few weeks as people, <laughs> right, not yeah. characters.
3: I have notes, and some of them are relevant. Stormbringer doesn't, but I do.
1: <laughs> and uh, A Brief History of Fidero is the name of that book, Volume 2, uh, and you have that in your journal, Burbage. nice, nice, nice.
0: Nice. Um, and so and my room is at least somewhat comfortable right charity didn't come to to save me from from diefield without having like a at least a somewhat comfortable room set up for me right galway
3: I mean he was pretty pissed at you well
0: <laughs> i was going to say it's a simple
4: bed it, it, it's 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 it's, <laughs> it's not much andy says bed it's really more
0: manacles Oh, that's so! I don't. uh, Our characters had such different experiences of that whole fucking arc. (laughs) He
4: he also calls it a room. It's honestly more a crate inside a cage.
3: Jesus Christ!
4: All right, everybody. (laughs) A little
3: fucked up.
0: Always joking.
4: Um, I'm sure. uh, I don't remember whether we were going to have it be um, one or two on the cargo deck andy i thought it was one of the bigger ones but yeah i wasn't uh, charity wasn't yeah. exactly sure what you would want so it's got a niceish but small bed sort of like a chair a small table there's a bookcase in case you should want it Cool. and a chest for stuff
0: <laughs> there's nothing creepy in there like a life-size doll of the maris is there No, why (laughs) is that creepy? Or is it
2: like, (laughs) hey, so
4: so wait, when when you say that that's creepy, you do realize that that's what I meant by a comfortable bed.
0: (laughs) Ah, oh no, (laughs) Andy, I like how you were. You responded like that, that is so absurd. Like, I felt that way about the painting. I'm yeah. not going to carry around your dumb Fonzie reference for the rest of the campaign.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but he really wanted you to.
0: I bet. I mean, <laughs> hey. You're the coolest guy in Diefield now, Burp. Yeah, in fact, the fir- my first order of business as the defender of Diefield was uh, to have all paintings of that guy destroyed and replaced with a painting of me in my fancy new white Beautiful. studded leather armor, bearing the and with the bright fang in my hand. Did I have time to do that? that is- Yes, definitely did. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's canon now. You, Whoops.
4: Unfortunately, you you did that pose is, for yeah. that painting while drunk in the tavern that when we celebrated that evening. <laughs> so, so that 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 painting with you in this yeah. very heroic pose does sort of feature like Charity holding up your arm so that you know you're actually <laughs> holding up the sword. Which, to be fair, was how it happened every time you struck a heroic pose with that sword.
0: That's true. That's true. I like it. Very I true. like it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you sail. Then the rest of the day, you're heading back toward Diefield. Um, feel free to have any conversations you'd like to. Cliff uh, uh, I was cliff like, mill. wait, yes, wait, sir. we turned around. Turned around. you're heading toward Cliffmill. Um, uh, one of the halflings is navigating. Um, he's up there with the captain of the ship. There's very little for you then to do. Um, as far as crew wise on the ship unless you want to take a role um, but they seem to have it covered uh so you're able to kind of do whatever you'd like uh and there' uh the halflings are are preparing a, a, a large fish dinner um for all of you this evening so
4: we're, we're probably in uh room number 12 on the main deck because that was sort of designed to be just a common meeting room
1: mm mm-hmm. okay
4: and I feel like, I feel like to start this off, charity, be like, okay, um, Burbage,
0: what the hell? Sorry, what? The hell? <laughs> <laughs> y- you ran. You ran. What happened? Ah, uh, I thought we talked about this i was grieving
3: yeah i thought we did too
0: i was in a state and i heard voices telling me to return to my hometown so i did so sue me do yeah. you still hear those voices Can um, we? <laughs> do i still hear
4: the voices Is that? Me? i know that the parts we covered there were parts we needed to come
0: back to yeah, uh, yeah. What, what part did you want to come back to specifically? The voice, the voices, the voices. I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a mystery to me. Uh, they sort of faded away when I got when I got back to Die Field, and I don't think I've been hearing them as much lately. Though I'm willing to adjust that assessment <laughs> in case any <laughs> disembodied authoritative voice. <laughs> Well, tell me otherwise.
4: In case I hear a voice, me, <laughs> I hear voices.
0: Yeah, Andy,
1: um, what? What? <laughs> no, it's, it's only been a couple. It's only right now. It's only been a couple hours since you've taken off from Diefield.
0: You've not heard a voice yet. No? But when is what is the last time I would have heard a voice or the voice or the voices? Uh.
1: It might have been when you were in Avery's cellar.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, Charity, I've had some time to think about this. And if, you were ask, if, you were, if you're asking me to, to theorize, I would say that now that I've got my. Ooh, now that I've got my. Yeah, I like the way this is going. Uh, <laughs> I've, got, <okay. laughs> I've got my memories back so ostensibly that should help me to actually theorize about the nature of these voices because now hikari thanks thanks to you for doing your modify memory on me you can say you're welcome now i'm pausing
2: <laughs> i said yup
0: all right fantastic Because of that, I now remember that, yes, I was uh, inadvertently responsible for the death of Eldon Dale. And I also now remember that he was haunting me for the longest time, guys. And now I remember that he was haunting me while I was with you uh, on our journey. And, And now, if you ask me, in hindsight, I kind of wonder whether those voices, or that voice, or whatever they, it or they were, I think that it was fucking the ghosts of Eldon Dale trying to fuck with me and tell me to go back to Diefield because he knew I'd get in trouble. Huh? Um, but I don't think ghosts are really a thing. Um, Stormbringer, trust me, ghosts are a thing. I was haunted by one for 20 years. <laughs>
3: But that, that requires that death be a thing. Uh,
0: Do you think maybe
3: that was something else going on?
0: I mean, I don't know what else it would be. I mean, there aren't any other sort of weird supernatural forces that we've been <laughs> engaged with narratively. Oh, there haven't been any others? Charity's,
4: Charity's going to pat Burbage on the shoulder. <laughs> that was a good one. I, I missed
0: you. Uh, Look, all I'm saying is that's been my experience is that is that I was haunted by the ghost of Eldon Dale and then he disappeared. There was this moment. Now I remember at the at the Emerald Falls. I remember him kind of fading away with this look of disappointment on his face when I when I managed to to forget that night and then he, he was kind of gone for a while but then, yeah, I started hearing that uh, voice, voices again after marriage's death, and I—I I don't know. I'm—it sh- had to have been him. Who else could it have been?
3: Um, I don't know. Someone fucking with you. Remember how, like, tip said that the stranger kind of orchestrated all of this to make you into this person. Like, maybe somebody was—I don't know—doing some fuckery magic on you.
0: It was, are you saying that I was never haunted by the ghost of Eldon Dale or that I was haunted by him, but that at a certain point he stopped haunting me and somebody else swooped in and and put voices into my head in his stead?
3: I was saying the first thing, but I guess it could also be the second thing. You're right. Could
4: also be third option. You were actually being haunted by the ghost of Eldon Dale, but as the result of someone else controlling him or compelling him to do so.
0: Ooh, that's creepy. What a a sad uh, post-death experience for Eldon, eh? It wasn't even really his fault that I got sent away. I I do feel some guilt about that. Eldon was kind of just an innocent bystander in a sense, although he was also kind of an asshole. Um, Okay, yeah, lots of questions. You hear a knock at the door. (laughs) Ah, it's a door. Who is it? Guys, who is it? Pretend you're sleeping. Pretend this isn't where we sleep. This is the meeting room. This is our boat. I don't know how we're supposed to act anymore. (laughs) Uh, Yes, can we help you? Uh,
1: There's no answer.
0: Well, maybe you were right. I was right to be scared. Oh,
3: Let's um, get under sleep.
0: the table. Get under the table. I'll sneak over the door. going
3: to lay down and start pretending to snore loudly. <laughs> at,
4: this, <laughs> at this, you're going to see sort of fire start to arc across uh, Charity's fingertips, and I'm going to thaumaturgy the door
1: open. All right. You thaumaturgy the door open. Um, there's a, a halfling sailor standing there with a crate uh, and he, he kind of, he kind of looks a little dazed and a little confused. Uh, and he says, oh, uh, where did the bananas go? That is generally never a comforting question. Yeah. As you're saying that he turns around and starts to walk away. Uh, can I like chase him
4: down and like try to see if I think he's under the effect of a spell?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh man, Stormbringer! I really wish we'd gotten to have more conversation in this meeting room before this happened. <laughs> there was a lot more for us to talk about.
3: I'm asleep. It's okay.
0: All right, Hakari, are you awake? Hakari, are you awake?
3: Uh, yes. <laughs> We're not. A- no one was actually sleeping. <laughs> No, I'm just pretending to be asleep.
0: Oh, she- man.
3: Uh, have I
4: caught this poor bastard?
1: Yes. Yeah, you just catch him in the hall before the next door.
4: Uh, I assume it's an check to see if he's under the effect of a spell. Sure. Yep. Or if like, there's any traces of magic around him. Eleven. All right, with an eleven. Um. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, we almost missed our weekly plug. <laughs> Guidance. Guidance uh, is a cantrip which Andy and I assume I have on unless I'm concentrating on something else or it doesn't make narrative sense for me to have been able to bring it back up because I don't want to have to click it or we don't want to have to keep track of role-playing time in one-minute increments. Uh, guidance lets you add defo- roll a d4 and add it to a skill check of your choice. Woof. Or you could put it on someone else if you like them. Um, so that'll be a 14
1: with that. All right, so a 14... Um you get this yeah he looks oddly confused you don't get the sense that there's like a spell here um but he just kind of looks uh, like he hasn't slept in days or something or he just he just feels he looks out of it to you um and yeah and you can't quite think of a spell that would just make someone feel groggy (laughs) or something could I med check him
4: sure yeah uh, sort of okay. So if I'm like okay, this isn't magic, but can I see if there's any telltale signs of, I don't know, any poisons I would know about, any injuries, or, you know, yeah, literally, yeah. Upon examining this guy, it looks like he hasn't slept in five days, kind of right. thing. Yeah.
1: Uh, medicine. Uh, nine. A nine. Uh, I mean, yeah, it might just be stress. He just, uh. I mean, everything that's gone on in the last, you know, couple weeks uh, might just be getting to him. Surf, are are you alright? Oh, I, I... I just forgot where to put bananas, sorry.
2: <laughs> mm. I'm gonna what? insight check. <laughs> but Feel free to talk to him while I'm
4: doing that. Yeah. Sort of like, um
1: what why were you trying to put bananas anywhere well, I was just finishing uh we had a couple things left on the the deck to to put below did we buy a bunch of bananas oh we had some
4: <laughs> with a um, 12
1: insight Hakari um yeah he seems pretty genuine he just you hear a yeah you just hear a, a weirdness in his voice like he's not all the way with it.
0: Wait, all right, hold on. I'm famished. I'd love a banana. I go over, and wow. I, uh, I'm i going to check out the box. I'm going to investigate the box, the crate, Andy. Okay, give me an investigation. <laughs>
1: I love you guys are so paranoid that a knock at the door made you flip out, and now you're investigating a crate of bananas.
2: Has he been in my bar?
4: <laughs> I mean, Hi. to be... To be mm-hmm. fair, I did also say "Who's there?" like three
1: times. Yeah, you absolutely did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess that's a fourteen. It mm. is because yeah.
1: it rolled your yeah. one again. Yeah, <laughs> you had a crit fail. Um, but a fourteen investigation. It seems like a crate of bananas. I take out a banana. All right. Um, and
0: sh- Andy, goddammit. it! I I investigate the banana oh my gosh (laughs) this shit is
2: bananas B-A-N-A-N-A-S with
1: a 21 investigation it looks like a banana stop saying it that way (laughs) I eat I eat the banana alright the the halfling is just kind of staring at you doing all this and he says "Uh, can I go now are you feeling quite alright? Yeah, I mean, I feel tired. But, you know. It's fine.
2: I'm gonna just suddenly run out of the room. Okay. And make my way down to my room to make sure I have, like, secret little things on my bottle so I can tell if anyone's been drinking.
1: <laughs> okay. Do I Ak- see anything? Akari rushes out and goes to her room. To check out my bar. Downstairs, yeah.
0: All right, between the way he's acting and then Hakari just dashing out of the room without saying anything, Burbage is starting to feel like he's in a fucking David Lynch film. <laughs> it's very disconcerting.
4: Is Stormbringer still pretending to floor? <laughs> She's
0: still pretending to sleep. <laughs> That's more Lynchian... <laughs>
1: The actor that was playing this half lane now changed. It's a different actor. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, he'll, he'll turn around and try to go out the door unless you guys want to stop him or anything. Are, do I recognize him from the crew? You do recognize him from the crew. Yeah, he definitely came from Cliff Mill with you. Okay.
4: Um, I'll also just call. Are, are the others as tired as
1: you are? I would assume so. We've had a had a, a big, big couple of weeks here.
3: Uh, pff, snoring. Why have you had a big couple of weeks,
1: snoring? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been a yeah. It's just it's been hard on the soul, being uprooted. And
2: is this his first time sailing? <laughs>
1: maybe these yeah but you had to kind of put together a very quick crew to go after burbage
0: oh that's all right charity i say we let him go yeah go get some sleep because we've got some other action items to discuss before we can tackle the sleepy crew member mystery you know what I mean?
4: I'm pointing out that if he thinks that most of the rest of the crew is as sleepy as him and the crew is steering.
3: Hey, I know how to crew water vehicles. <laughs> I can steer.
4: I, Charity is gonna sort of jog, not like necessarily all the way up the stairs, but enough so that he can yeah. see the, like the wheel. Yeah, okay. So like the captain stuff. I'm like, hello, how are you feeling? Hey,
1: we're pretty good. How are you?
4: Fine. One of the crew very sleepily just delivered bananas to our meeting room.
1: That's odd. Exactly. Because and Bananas go in the hold. Not the he room.
4: Yeah, that's sort of what I thought. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, while you're steering, you weren't suffering from a level of exhaustion that would cause you to think that delivering bananas to our meeting room was a standard operating
1: procedure on the boat. Oh, oh no, I'm fine. Are you fine? And he turns to the, the halfling next to him who has like a sex tent out. A what? Like a a compass. And a, and a compass. A s- oh, okay. A, a,
4: a tent stent. for sex. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say <laughs> a sextant, not a sextant. Yeah. You said it compass. <laughs> the the syllable emphasis there
1: <laughs> sort of led you down in an and interpretive he says, path. Oswald, you feeling all right? And Oswald says, "I am feeling fine." Yeah. Okay. Uh very
4: f- f- very good. Thank thank you, Captain. Just wanted to make sure. All right. Well, good day. We do not appear to be in imminent danger of being crashed into something by a very sleepy captain.
3: Does that mean I should stop pretending to be asleep? How are you still pretending to be asleep? (laughs) I thought it's what we were doing. (laughs) Literally none of the rest of us did that. (laughs) I know, I don't know why.
0: I did tell her to do it. It's my fault.
3: Yeah, it's his fault.
0: The satisfaction of those
4: words voluntarily escaping your mouth undoes my annoyance at Stormbringer for falling asleep for this whole time. Good, pretending to
0: fantastic. All right, now I believe that the best thing we can do about the question of the voice/slash voices that told me to run away from Cliff Mill and go to my hometown of Diefield under threat of punishment or whatever uh, is to table that. Wait, threat of punishment? Uh, no, I just misspoke. Uh, <laughs> I did. No, <laughs> they weren't threatening me, but they wanted me. To face the threat of punishment by, uh, in Diefield. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, moving on. Guys, do you think that we should have maybe, I don't know, sent a messenger to Poneway once we found out that Yizak was behind the fire blight?
3: Whoa, did we find that out?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, remember, remember when Vamaris talked to the tree with the fire elemental stuck in it, yeah. and the fire elemental said the name Yizak. He was one of the high priests of Rin, and we just yeah. kind of went along our merry way. That was before we knew that Ponyway was a bad guy, so I'm just saying, uh, it's kind of interesting.
4: Yeah, I'm... Also going to say that from all of my experiences in Federo, any of the high priests, including Izak, had odd ways of finding out information inside the city. I'm not sure there was any message we could have sent that would have gotten to Ponwe safely. Yeah. I mean,
3: maybe okay. we dropped the ball a little on that, but Ponwe is probably a dick So anyways. many balls
4: have been dropped.
3: Yeah. Um, It's, it's,
4: just,
0: me- it's just raining. This ball. No. It's just raining balls. <laughs> No oh, comment. <laughs> I vote that we forego going to Cliff Mill and sail straight to Federo and confront Yuzak and Pwnwe. Not necessarily in that order, but, you know, that seems to be the next step, right? The fallout of Vimaris is
4: summoning the Ice Spire decimated much of the town of Cliff Mill, um, and also the bloodthirsty mercenaries sent by various factions had taken most of their supplies, so one of the reasons why they agreed to have, assign a crew to come with us and work under us, besides the fact that we more or less run that city now, uh, was because we needed to get supplies for them, so we're definitely going to be making port and cliff mill.
0: Okay, alright. That's 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 fair. Okay, well, next point of order, what do you think Q might meant when he said, quote, that coin was the first? Slash, when he said what you just referenced, Stormbringer, that it wasn't about what he made me do, it's about what he turned me into, slash... When he said, (laughs) and I've got some notes here, I (laughs) have taken some notes, when he said that is untrue, when I said during my trial that he had manipulated me into killing Eldon Dale, he said that's untrue. Do you think he just meant that, you know, since he was under the, 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 the spell of having to tell the truth, you think that he was just, that it was just like a technicality that he hadn't manipulated me into killing Elondale, but that the stranger had.
3: That's a lot to unpack.
0: Burbage is looking around with with
4: serious eyes at everybody. I'm also just picturing him flipping through a notebook
0: every time he's saying, like, slash. <laughs> oh, no, these notes, these notes are on his hand. <laughs> Oh <laughs>
3: also slash when he said, "The stranger is who you least suspect, and we don't know who the <sighs> referent was for you."
0: Yeah, I ran out of space on my palm, but yeah, that 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 too.:
3: I think charity might have paper. It seems like something charity would have.
4: I, I do in fact possess paper. Well, law fucking daw. You could have and asked me for some paper and I would have given it to you. Burbage sits back in a huff and looks at the door. <laughs> Are you hoping for more bananas? Hmm.
3: Okay. To answer your questions, I mean I think we're pretty sure that what he meant by that one thing about, you know, whatever the fuck he said. Oh fuck. Um about like <laughs> like it's about what you became. I mean, that's pretty clear. Like, that's actually pretty black and white, right? He wanted you to turn into this person, and he wanted you to probably do some of the stuff, or be some of the things you're gonna be, because you've probably been being manipulated this whole time, right?
0: Yeah, but did he want me to turn into who I am, or did the stranger, who is the stranger, and... I think probably the stranger. Yeah, the stranger. And have we forgotten, by the way, and I don't think we have, that for a while there behelet wanted me dead yeah so i've never
4: forgotten about that
3: it seems like you had a lot more to play in this like whole prophecy shit and whatever's going on now than we've like you know like found yet Mm. right yeah I mean maybe you're already like doing what you're supposed to do to what what one of the bad people wanted you to do. Maybe we shouldn't do anything anymore, but maybe that's what they want.
0: <laughs> uh but we're just gonna start talking a couple times, but the more he considers what Stormbringer just said, the more kind of concerned and, and panicked he looks. And then finally he just uh after a moment of paralysis, he just Uh, uh, puts his head on the table and pretends to be asleep.
3: Like, I think, Burbage, don't fall asleep. I think basically we're just fucked no matter what, but that's okay, because we're always probably fucked no matter what, so we just have to act in what we think is, like, the best, you know, moral thing, and then if we're wrong, it's okay.
0: That's actually pretty wise, Stormbringer. I'm still... Against the table, but I'm not snoring. I'm just lying there with my cheek against the wood.
4: So... The thing that I think we need to... I think all of your questions were good ones, Burbage, but I think that to understand any of them, there are other layers of questions above them that we have to understand. One of them we asked in that was, who is the stranger But also, what is the stranger aiming for? What is the stranger's relationship with the riddles in the dark and whispers in the dark and all the other things in the dark? Because I don't know why that was just such a hot catchphrase for secret organ. Oh, dark makes them secret. I get it.
0: You know, that's another thing that Q might said to me. The phrasing was kind of interesting. He said that by taking Eldon's ring, the way he told me to do, he said that I had interpreted a riddle in the dark, and that I did exactly what the stranger wanted me to do. I hadn't interpreted a riddle per se, but yeah, this is kind what of What did How ex- what exactly
4: did he tell you? You didn't have time to tell us before the I guess it was a trial. It was really more of a event in the public square.
0: You mean what did he tell me the night that that, night? Yeah. So, so just correct me if I'm wrong, Andy. But so yeah, so the night that I went to Eldon's room, I had just discovered that he had sent phaedric away and i was drinking in a short shaft and this man who at the time i didn't know who he was but it turned out that it was Cumite, came up to me and he sat with me and i told him to leave because i was sad and drunk and he didn't and he said something like i know what you've lost i know what eldon has taken from you and if you want to take something valuable from him I've got just the thing for you to do. Exactly. And I was like, oh, yeah, what are you talking about? And he was like, take your hand off my thigh. I'm not here for that. (laughs) Uh And I was like, oh, okay, fine. (laughs) And he said, I happen to know that Eldon has a ring that is the most valuable possession that he's ever had. He wears it always on his... Let's say right hand. And if you were to take it from him, it would ruin his life forever. Just like he's ruined yours. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, so I, and I, um, I went and uh, I took the ring off of Eldon in his sleep.
1: Super sneaky. Super sneaky.
4: Yeah. As a question... This was the ring that you took off his hand and then he burst into flames?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't trying to bury the lead there. I just figured that. No, no, no. Was... Do you still have that ring? Oh, no. This is the really interesting thing. I got the ring. So here's the buried lead. <laughs> <laughs> After getting the ring and staring in horror at Eldon bursting into flames in front of my very eyes and I can only assume that it was simply horror because what a terrible thing for me to have to watch when that wasn't what I was trying to do unexpected very unexpected and I, I, I you know I felt guilt ever since but you know wasn't my fault anyway I went back to the short shaft this guy found me took me out to the docks I gave him the ring you know what he did right away when I gave it to him
4: Please so said not to touch his
0: thigh. Well, <laughs> all right, uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, you look, all right, I was drunk. I, what he said after that was he kind of gave me a sickly little grin and he said to me, Thank you. And then he tossed the ring into the water. It's like he never even wanted the ring in the first place. It's almost as if all he wanted, all the stranger wanted, was Eldon to die. How about that? And then he gave me that coin, the stranger's coin. And he said, um, I, he said to me, whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever people say in that situation, like, uh, oh, you've done a great service to the stranger. Um, if you ever need a favor back, uh, you can, you can use this coin to, 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 to call it in. And then, you know, and then I, I ran the guards were after me. I, I left Diefield Field that night. I, I tried, numerous times, to get rid of that that ring, or that coin. I mean, sorry, and I couldn't. And then it just kept coming back to me. And uh, yeah. Anyway.
3: Wait. So who was this dude that threw the ring in the
0: water? Oh, uh, Q Mike. q it was Q Tip.
3: Oh, okay. Huh.
0: Is that all right, Andy? <laughs> yes. Perfect. That was great. <laughs> oh hey guys do you want to hear the story about Arian and the, the bright fang because I've got that too written on my other palm speaking, speaking of buried leads
4: <laughs> no we, uh, we don't Chur- have to Jody d- Churdy at this point has pulled out like a notebook and is just writing things I was like yeah sure what, what the hell might
0: as well get it down there's so much lore so <laughs> So much lore. Who made this beautifully complex world? (laughs) A random number generator. I'm gonna try to sum this up. Uh, It all started coming back to me once it became clear that I was somehow, you know, part of a a family of of, of magic wielding heroes destined to, to protect a legendary weapon underneath my hometown. Uh in ancient days of Diefield, uh uh there was um I guess that's the goddess the uh what was the goddess's name? <laughs> Rin, right? Andy? Yeah. The goddess Rin herself um stepped into our a, a, a sleepy halfling village. Not w- was it Diefield, Andy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She stepped into Diefield. Field. She was treated with, with such hospitality that she decided to bless these small folk. And a bunch of people um, uh, tried giving her gifts, actually, because they were like, we don't need anything from you. We're going to keep being hospitable to you. And she said that, you know, that, OK, present me with an item and I will judge it based on how precious the item is in spirit. And a bunch of people uh, presented her with a bunch of shit. And um, you know, it was all fine and good, I guess, but then this one young woman um came and, and the goddess kind of noted her and was like, What is it that you have to present to me? And and this young halfling girl named Arian E-R-I-E-N, um, said, I can only think of one thing, but everyone has said I'm too impulsive and that it is dangerous to retrieve. And uh uh, long story short, she ended up going to retrieve it and basically it was a single tooth, a fang from the ancient white dragon named Pelototh. Um, and she got it and presented it to um, to Rin and I don't think anybody really knew or understood how she'd gotten it, but she managed to get this this fang from Pelototh and, um, and the story goes that uh, generation after generation passed down this bright fang Um, because, because, because Arian, Arian requested that this, that this bright fang be blessed with, uh, with a sense of adventure. That, that anybody who has it, um, um, will have wandering feet. And, uh, and yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't know, is Arian a Kemp or a Dale? I'm not really sure. Anyway. That's my understanding of it. Now it's mine. And I pull out bright fang and i stab it stab the table with it
1: uh, when you did that all the candles in the room went out
2: when he is it
1: dark now uh, yeah it's completely dark when you stabbed the table <laughs> when you whipped it out uh,
0: whipped oh whoops sorry guys sorry uh this this thing has some powers that i haven't quite uh, mastered yet um yeah <clears throat> uh, a burbage will uh put the bright fang away and start trying to light the candles okay. again.
1: Yeah, no problem. A Charity probably with a wave of his hand lights the rest. Or Hikari. I sort of I sort of imagine at this point
4: Charity just looks at Hikari and like goes, I'll take this side of the room.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so that was uh that was clumsy. But Andy, like yeah, is there any other Like important piece of information from that story that um, that the characters would have needed to hear from Burbage.
1: Oh no, I think you got it totally. Nothing secret in there that'll help you later on at all. Shut. God damn it. (laughs) Well, sometimes lore is just lore. It doesn't affect anything.
0: Well, well, so but you're
4: (sighs) just gonna sort of nod at this, just so we can cut through the DM taunting Adam. and sort of nod so Theodric named his daughter after the legendary progenitor of both of your houses who succeeded in giving a powerfully magical item to a goddess no pressure
3: (laughs) wait where did Theodric get a daughter who was the mom did we ever discuss that
0: no, Charity's gonna shrug. It seemed awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I did ask Arian about her mother, and she said that her mother died when she was very young. I, you know, I tried bringing it up with Theodric, but yeah, it was it was kind of awkward, as Charity said. He didn't really tell me anything. Indeed, I'm
4: just yeah. going to say that mysterious, unknown parents have kind of a history of being problematic for us. Jusei? In so much as we can consider Vamaris's parentage mysterious, and he was ultimately saddled with a prophecy and a destiny that wasn't his own. Oh yeah. And he's a popsicle. I'm also sure that my parentage is going to manage to screw us over in some way or another. I've just come to accept that fact.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I met your father. That was weird. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was crazy. when I got pulled into Behelet's realm. Oh, man. I'm not... Well, maybe that was literally my father.
3: Hey, was Behelet a halfling?
1: (laughs) Was was she? (laughs) You've never seen Behelet, no. Charity?
3: I,
4: technically speaking, have no memory of ever having seen Behelet. So... I mean... What if she
3: ascended into the clouds?
4: Um... <laughs> at, at this, you're now seeing the the flames in the lamps sort of flick like metronomes <laughs> as Charity's eye twitches. Oh, good. That's, that's great. As I was saying before we started unraveling these more specific mysteries... I think one of the problems that we have is simply there seem to be a lot of powerful people interested in some way in the things that we're doing. And it's not entirely clear who's working
0: with who and who's working against who. Yeah. And you said that you think that this might be like a like some kind of conflict between three different parties, three different divine beings, you think? I don't know if it's divine beings or if it's actions being
4: taken at different levels, but consider that Behalit's concern was that you were going to stop Vimeris that who you were was going to stop Vimeris from fulfilling his prophecy. But then we have references to these other figures, the Riddles in the Dark, and they were the ones who put out a contract on Corin and his family and hired the deadliest creature in existence. <sighs> I wish we could go by that town. I'd like to spit on the hole that we shoved him in. (laughs) But even then, Corrin had already put a contingency in place for not being able to survive to see the prophecy. But then we have the stranger who... It seems like the stranger... At least one interpretation of what's being said is that the stranger's goal was to make you into the person that could stop Vimeris. Oh, Because multiple people have seemed to reference who and what you are, and it seems to be in the context of this larger actions that shape the course of this conflict, and at least Behelit was very clearly focused on your relationship with Vimeris. But does that mean that Behelet and the Stranger are enemies? Where does Ponwe slash the Spider play into all of this? I I can't tell which sides are... sides.
3: I think we should just kill everyone. Because this (laughs) is making my head hurt.
4: I I was going to say, Charity's nodding. There's some validity to that viewpoint, but... The thing that I've considered is, as much as we're mixed up in this, I think that Stormbringer has had a very solid point. If we act in the way that we believe is right, if we take care of each other, then even if that was the wrong guess in one of these grand schemes of things, is it really wrong?
3: I mean, that's like morality is inherently subjective, anyways. So, so nothing's really wrong.
4: I feel like we're getting some bleed over from a different character.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> but Church is going to pause. And in the list of big, important questions, and relating to that last point, if we want to fix the Vemarisickle problem. Apparently we need hellfire. Hikari?
2: Hikari starts snoring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hate this so much.
3: Maybe she's (laughs) pretending like I was.
0: No, I think that's real snoring. (laughs) Hey, Hikari. Yep. Are you awake?
2: I wasn't sleeping.
0: What? But... We're talking about, we're talking about Hellfire. This is your specialty. Do you want to, do you want to say anything? Um, what, what is this
4: Hellfire, and why do you think it's in Federa?
2: I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> Just wait as she consults the DM. Oh, the DM. Well, Hakari, <laughs> you would know that, um. I asked you about this earlier, but
2: all you said is, you think it's in Federo.
1: Well, because uh, you were killed by it.
2: Mm. uh, That's right. In
1: your last life.
2: So, yeah, I was killed by it my last life.
1: Um, It's incredibly
2: powerful.
1: Which is the life that you also remember now you found your necklace in. Mm -hmm. So you also believe your necklace is in Federo somewhere.
2: Okay, but I don't say Mm. that to you guys.
1: Okay. (laughs)
2: I just tell you about, you know, that I was killed with it. My last life, it's incredibly powerful. And so I think it can.
1: Yeah. For a, for a being that has resistance to fire.
0: Yeah. It killed me.
1: There, it, it nearly instantly killed you.
0: Oh, hey, Hikari. Yep. Do you remember somebody named Arisa? Yes. Have we talked about this? No. <laughs> right, I'm yeah. I'm sorry,
2: I'm still tired.
0: No, it's fine. I just, you know... God, there's so much... So much plot to kind of sift through. <laughs> what a compelling Twitch stream this must be. And when I say Twitch stream, I mean that while you are sleeping over there, Hakari, your eyes sort of twitch, twitch. in a stream. <laughs> <laughs> of
1: dream world, dream worldness.
2: <laughs> yeah. And while we're being meta game here,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, just I'm trying to remember like what you know parts I know from being with you guys, and what part obviously you guys were together before this. So sorry, I'm just yeah, yeah, trying to keep all that straight in my head.
1: Right. So yeah, the, uh, I mean maybe Charity or Stormbringer would have mentioned it. The last couple, of, like the last we week did. you've been together. Um, but maybe not. Maybe they've just mentioned been what? waiting for Burbage to get back. Uh, Arisa. Yeah, I
0: I don't know if they would have mentioned Arisa. I don't that
1: at all. Um,
3: I don't think she really would have come up, would she have?
0: I mean, Hakari knows her as. I do. You
1: in, in this life uh, as a young girl, you uh, dated someone who Arisa then. Oh!
2: Ended up, yeah, I hate ended that bitch. With... <laughs>
4: We definitely did mention Arisa. Well, we've mentioned Arisa to you before because before I believe you met with us in Cliff Mill, we brought it up like when it was the... It was after we'd met Arisa, but before I think the next time you joined us, we (laughs) talked about it because we'd come to a realization that I'd had a memory. Because that was also when I talked to you and I said I had a memory... That's um, right. Just the edges of it, of you being killed by Silver Flames. Yeah. Because you earlier asked me about that, and I hadn't remembered it at the time. And then I was like, hey, so I don't think that was me. Still not kind of sure. Don't really have access to that. Huh.
0: Well, wait.
2: To- That's right, because I I asked you if you knew anyone yeah, that could charity
1: that, I asked. That you was if you after would... the Noel attack? Yeah, and then, and that yeah. was before
0: that wasn't before that before, before met we met Arisa. The, yeah. we haven't seen Hakari since Arisa until Cliff I, I right. I think I, I, think
4: I, so. I did then I did talk to her about Arisa some because I had okay. talked to her about having
1: memories back. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah.
4: So So you um, brought it up a little bit, yeah. I brought, yeah. I was gonna say I brought, I brought it up a little bit because one of the memories that I did have distinctly was Arisa sitting with Ire. Yes. In my memory of the sort of guild party, and so I was, I was like, so was the person you dated Ire, because we'd already also gotten the story that they had a conflict over like someone they dated
1: yeah yep. I think I think. what did Arisa how did she call it like they had a misunderstanding about a
2: misunderstanding
1: about uh, they both thought, thought something belonged to them That's or something right. like that yeah you're pretty sure now yeah
0: after talking to Hakari uh, that would have been Iyer. so you guys talked about this in cliff mill I guess huh yeah. Probably on, like on <laughs> yeah. the boat on the way yeah yeah, yeah kind of comes we in. did talk about it a little bit because I wanted
4: to make sure that she knew that I'd gotten a little more memory back, um, so I had a little more context because she'd specifically asked me about it before, and I remember that Hikari didn't seem very concerned. She was like, "Yeah, no, Iyer didn't." I think I think she said something like, "Iyer wasn't the one who killed me," and that was it. I was yeah, like, yeah. Hey, as a me, person but... with limited memories, context. <laughs>
1: it is late at night um, now. Um, You've been talking all afternoon and into the evening. Um, So if you want, you could grab some fish that the halflings were taking and uh, head to bed. Sounds good. Yeah. Alright.
3: You guys remember last time we were on a boat, all of us, and Vermeeris was still alive and Roburn and I were really starting to hit it off?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I remember that.
4: It in fact, was this boat.
3: Yeah. That was a good time. Wait, this is that
0: boat? Oh, yeah. man, I didn't even recognize it. That's cool. Wait, where'd you guys... Oh, wait. Right, yeah, no, I saw the boat in Cliff Mill. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, you, so you got this... Oh, I see. When I ran... All right, yep, I ran away, and then you guys got this ship from... Oh, yep makes total sense. Is it still called the Blue Joke, or did you rename it? You would have told me. I know what it's called. It's called the Reddied Sails. I understand. I'm just so tired. Oh, I wonder if that banana that I ate is causing me to feel really confused. Was
3: it drugged?
0: I don't know. Maybe I investigated it, but I didn't do any kind of arcana check, so who knows?
3: (laughs)
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> oh my! Oh shit! Ah! Oh fuck! <laughs> ah, guys! What is
2: happening? What, right is... what is going
0: on? I stand up and I and I point. Guys, what? Oh. Like Eldon Dale, Eldon Dale, Eldon Dale. He's right here in the room. Do you see
3: him? Do we see him?
0: No, no, yeah. Uh, I, uh, you got, I you don't got, see you, him. Oh, hold on. Oh.
3: What's he saying? Oh, ah!
4: can I see the point that he's pointing at yeah he's pointing like right next to Hakari. yeah
0: he just disappeared he's gone now did he, like, did he say now. anything I don't think so did he Andy uh no He didn't say anything. He just shook his head at me like a piece of spectral garbage.
3: Okay. It doesn't one. Ghosts can't hurt you. Two ghosts aren't real. And three, even if they were real, his opinion doesn't matter anyways, because he's a homophobic dick. So (laughs) you just ignore him.
0: I, I do want to say, and to be very clear, I'm not entirely convinced that Eldon Dale was a homophobic dick. Because as it turned out, he wasn't the one behind sending Theodric away in the first place. So,
4: possibly just a regular dick.
3: So, maybe he's just a dick, anyways. But anyway, he's dead or not dead, because death's not really a thing, but his opinion doesn't matter. Just
0: ignore him. Guys, from now on, whenever I see Eldon, I'm going to be upfront and honest with all of you about it. No more secrets. No more avoiding it. I'm going to scream and point at him whenever I see him. (laughs) No matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. We could be hiding. We could be in a precarious situation where we have to be secretive and silent. But if I see him in the interest of openness and honesty with my family, I shall scream and point.
3: Sounds good. I'm really glad you told the DM that too.
4: Charity just share. It is now Charity's turn. Instead of pretending to go to sleep or actually falling asleep. She just has his head and his hands with his elbows resting on the tabletop. Like, Oh God, why?
3: Oh, I'm going to bed. <sighs> hey, can I get some of your alcohol? Hikari? I'm sad. Okay. I'm going to go. What would you like? Um, your strongest alcohol, because Roburn used to be alive and she really loves strong alcohol.
1: She does have some druidic whiskey down there.
3: Fuck yeah, that's perfect.
0: Oh, do, a- you <laughs> remember, do you remember druidic whiskey? Do you remember when the master drank some and started turning into a tree?
3: Yep. Yeah. You know?
0: Alright, well, good night, everybody. I'll just go down to my room, which is room number one on the cargo deck.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, Stormbringer, um, you're grabbing some druidic whiskey from uh Hakari. Go ahead and uh, as you take a sip of that, give me a Constitution saving throw.
3: I rolled a sixteen. A sixteen.
4: Jesus, you rolled a seven.
1: You ended up with a sixteen. Yeah,
3: yeah I'm I'm beefy.
1: <laughs> a sixteen does allow you um to to start to get pretty lightheaded uh, immediately with the drink but it uh it generally goes down pretty smooth yeah um course. yeah and Hikari you now notice Stormbringer's eyes mm-hmm. uh are changing kind of color a little bit From they're what, moving what? they're going into like browns and, and then greens and sort of earth tones
2: what's her original eye color
1: what is your original eye color Stormbringer uh, White, green, brown green? Earth Town.
3: It's it is brown. Yeah. No, right. wait. That's my hair. It's gray. It's gray. Uh, so, gray.
1: Okay. So yeah. So you get the browns and then greens and.
2: Would I know that? Like.
1: That is a thing of druidic whiskey. Yeah.
3: Oh, duck Do I feel pretty drunk?
1: You do. You feel uh you feel pretty tipsy uh from that. Yeah.
3: Hikari, Hikari, have you ever lost people? I don't know how to deal with it, because death's not really, you know, real, but I'm gonna take another sip.
1: (laughs) Okay. We'll keep that saving throw going for now.
3: But I don't know. I just, I don't know. How do you make the pain go away, even though death's not real? Alcohol. That's what I'm doing. I think it's working.
2: Yeah, that's the best Thing to do, is just stuff it all down, and then drink and fight.
3: Oh, okay, I can do that. I'm good at that. Yeah. Is that why you drink and fight so much? Maybe. I understand. I'll offer her some of the druidic whiskey.
4: Nice. I Did take you a drink. Take you a drink. Do it. A... Give me a Constitution saving throw. Uh, I'm right on the edge of typing a disclaimer in chat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that's not how you deal with grief. That helpful
4: go gaming does not condone coping through the use of substances
1: and violence. Hold on. Uh, a ten. Oh, so, you, so she asks you, "Do you? Is that why you drink and fight so much?" And you go, "Maybe." And then you, and you sort you of slump over. to the ground. <laughs>
3: Oh. Uh, good talk I'll make my way back up to my bedroom <laughs> Oh it's so good
1: Alright uh, Burbage uh, You are alone again In your room Oh no. Um, you're looking around Every corner as the Lamplight flickers Trying to see if uh, Eldon Dale might appear but He too seems to be leaving you alone At the moment And the gentle sort of sloshing of the the waves against the the deck um, and the the bit of creaking of the wood uh, lulls you to sleep pretty quickly. And now I need everyone to jump off except for Charity. Oh, good.
3: Okay.
0: Cool. Have fun, Charity. I'm pretty sure I won't.
4: This has been Goats and Dragons presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. For more information about us, check out our website at helpfulgoat.com or follow us on Twitter at helpfulgoat. For more of our shared gaming projects, check us out on Twitch where we are Helpful Goat or on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.